Let's get you fired up, financially independent, retire early. If you're a realtor, lender, professional, or entrepreneur, and you're looking for a way to stand out amongst your competition, then this is the podcast for you. We focus on relevant digital marketing strategies and tools to help you stand out in your industry and become the community market leader in your profession. Hey, we don't hold back on this podcast. We say it like it is. And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but the information will take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. Do you ever wish there was an easier way to get more clients? Well, guess what? There is. And I'd love to give you my free, simple, easy to follow process for getting more leads and actually turning them into clients without the crazy hustle. If you're serious about making more money this year, enroll in my 100% free training course, The Ultimate Lead Gen and Conversion Playbook. Visit theultimateleadgenplaybook.com. One more time, visit theultimateleadgenplaybook.com to enroll now. What is up, my peeps? Joshua Smithy with another GSD Mode podcast interview where every single week we interview top entrepreneurs, top real estate agents, and those that are out there dominating their space, that are getting shit done, that are living epic, amazing, I should say creating and living epic, amazing lives that again are dominating their space and a master their craft. So today, you guys, we got another badass guest on the show, um, a lady that uh, I've actually known for some time now, and her real estate business has just massively exploded o- over the years um, from her being an agent herself to now expanding into uh, running a very successful team, stepping out of production, as well as now starting um, a a very successful real estate agent coaching program uh, in addition to that. So our guest today, you guys, is uh, again, real estate agent team leader, as well as a real estate coach out of Northern California, Krista Mayshore, um, who also, our team is uh, Homes by Krista. 2017, I don't know the 2018 numbers, but did 154 home sales in 2017 while doing all this other epic shit in addition to that. So stoked and honored to have my good friend Chris on the show with the show. Hi, Josh. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, no, this is, this is awesome, man. It was, uh, was kind of crazy. I mean, we were talking about this before we hit the record button, but you know, I've been following you for a while and, you know, then we got, we got connected for the podcast, but, you know, then it comes out, we, we, we met Masterminded years ago and, and uh, um, it's, it's insane how small of a world it is, you know? I think it was like eight years ago. You were a baby back then, I think. We, we met um, Josh. We were both at a mastermind. We were at a five-star. We were doing a five-star training. And hit, my husband and Josh just hit it off, and he sat with us for those two or three days. And, um, you know, you were kicking, kicking butt back then. You're kicking butt today. Yeah. Well, the cool thing about real estate, right, is so, I mean, so many agents get wrapped up in this you know, this fear of, oh, when the market shifts, you know, like everybody's got this, not everybody, but the majority have this mindset of, of a seller's market, appreciating market, being a good market, right? And, and there's no such thing as a good or bad market. It's always good for somebody, you know, and you've been somebody that's been able to pivot, you know, right? It's, it's hey, when the market shifts and changes, and the one thing that we know, the only constant that we know that exists really in the universe is change, right? So, Absolutely. as these changes happen, it's just identifying and adapting and uh, identifying like, whom is the market good for right now, and then let me go out there and target the same fundamentals that helped me over here. Now just pivot that and, and you know, which we'll get deep into that, um, you know, because a lot of agents, I don't want to say it's fear, but there's uh, a lot of curiosity about, 
you know, uh, and talk of, of, you know, market changes that may be happening in the next several years. So we'll definitely jump into that. But real quick, before we get into that and what you're doing today, I'm always intrigued in what led our guests down this path in the first place. Like what, what led you to entrepreneurship and the real estate? Like how did this journey start in the first place? Oh, well, um, I used to be a teacher, so I've got a master's degree in curriculum and instruction, and I was going to be a principal. And my little girl that you just actually saw right there, who's now graduating from high school, she um, ended up contracting spinal meningitis, and then she had um, kidney failure and multiple strokes. And so I ended up leaving my full-time teaching job to stay home and be a, a full-time mom. And my goal back then was to just kind of play real estate is what I was hoping to do. And after leaving my job and buying a new house with my husband at the time, I found out that he was having an affair on me, one of many affairs. And so I had to dive into real estate. So I ended up that first year selling 69 homes my first year in the business. Again, with no intention of wanting to be a real estate agent, I wanted to be a mom. But I had no choice but to kind of, you know, stick to my, keep my kids safe was my goal. Keep them in the house and keep them you know, happy was, was my main objective. They were, they were only three and uh, Jalen and Kaylee were like two and a half and, and four and a half at the time. So it was, uh, it was pretty scary. Uh, and but the market was, you know, it was good. And I just worked my butt to the bones and pushed and pushed. And then was doing great for a couple of years and the market switched to foreclosure. So then, um, because I was studying the market so well, I kind of could tell something was happening, started, um, going to, for, uh, asset management companies and, and banks and picking up foreclosures, uh, I worked with about 13 different asset management companies and banks and was just doing awesome. My best year, I sold 169 houses, and that was just with me, an assistant, and a, a transaction coordinator. And then the market shifted again, and I went down to selling only 12 houses because all the foreclosures and short sales, like, almost went away overnight. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm screwed. And then, uh, and then we, I just sort of transitioned my business and started focusing on treating every client as if it was a million dollar listing, even though they were only around 200 to 300,000 back then. But I treated every property as though it was a million dollar listing and then was back up to over a hundred homes a year within 12 months. So I, I've seen it all. Like I've seen it good, bad, ugly. <laughs> and it's just a matter of adjusting. Yeah. So what, what year did you get in the business? Uh, it's been, I think it's been 17, almost 18 years in the business. So okay. Whatever the math is. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, um, a couple follow-up questions because sixty-nine homes in your first year—I mean, that's that's freaking gnarly, right? I mean, it's you know, because if you think about it, when you when you get in this business, the 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 hard thing in the beginning is, yeah, right. Like, it just takes so much time to build that momentum. It can take you know three three months if you're lucky, but six months for a lot of agents to to for the fruits to start paying off. Yeah. Right. So to do that kind of production in, in your first 12 months is so damn insane. You know, um, and I know I that know I did it. It's like so funny. People ask me and I'm just like, honestly, it was such of a time in my life where I was just going through so much pain. I was going through the divorce and I, and I always had to smile, but inside I was kind of dying, so, so to speak. Um, I will tell you that I like never stopped, meaning I only, we had 50, 50 custody back then. So when I didn't have my kids, I was like working from, six in the morning until nine o'clock at night. It was like that. And then when I had my kids, I was, you know, still working normal hours and trying to be a mom. Um, but I mean, I, at, the, at that time, you know, I tried to be different than everyone else. So for example, if people were doing black and white flyers, I was doing four page color brochures or they didn't have video back then, but I would take like CDs and put CDs on my signs with like 50 pictures on the CDs and my sticker on it. I mean, I just always try to be very different. 
um, I answered my phone every single time it rang. It would be Christmas Eve, and I would, yes, I'd go show house or go on an appointment. Like, I never said no that year, right? Because I was in survival mode. <laughs> Yeah. So then going through that, cause I mean, yeah, we could break down tactics all day long, time blocking lead chain. You know, right. But that, that's where it all starts is up here, you know, right. And like you said that, I mean, you had, now this was not the original intention of getting in the business, but lifestyle change that forced you to, to, I guess, adopt a different philosophy and, and get shit done, you know, right. At, at Absolutely. This level. Um, now that you've reflected and observed, you know, on this, I know that you're huge into self-development and an amazing yeah. tool yourself. Um, like, have you been able to identify ways where, and, and I'm almost asking selfishly here, it's like, all right, like in my life, I never really cared about money, even though I was making money in real estate until I lost everything and got myself in a bunch of debt. Yeah, right. Never really paid attention to my health. I lost it, you know, became more of the obese and then I had to get it back And you know, right. Where, where, you know, not taking and shifting into that, that, that right mindset until that pain, like we're almost forced to, we have no other option. Yeah. Right. And trying to get smarter and better at just getting myself to shift in there without having to experience the pain first. But as you reflect back on that, like, do you, are there ways or things that you do now that you've learned from that to be able to tap into that without a, you know, an unfortunate life experience happening, but that yeah. can tap you into that same insane get shit done mindset? That's a good question. Um, you know, so when you, when you go through a lot of hard times, because everyone does, right? Like you, I would never know that you were obese and have those issues or have any health issues. And I think that people look at certain people that are doing well and they just think that they're lucky or they have it easy. And I mean, nobody would have ever guessed that I was going through hell. And I mean, I got, I'm thin, but I was like anorexic skinny because I was so, I was depressed, you know, going through all that because my family was destroyed. Um, but you get to a point where I remember one day sitting in my kitchen and it was my first Thanksgiving alone. And uh, the, the, I had the girls with me and my, the, there was a knock at the door and I walked over to get the, to answer the door. And it was the new girlfriend picking up my daughters, driving my car. Like literally, how does it even happen, right? Like I'm going, what, 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 what universe does that happen? And she left and I was like drinking a bottle of wine, 10 in the morning, crying, sad, just like feeling sorry for myself. And I looked up out my backyard and I realized you've got to get on your butt and just, you got to go. Like you, you can, you consider and feel sorry for yourself or you can just take action and you can decide to just, to, to just kill it. So I looked in the backyard and I said, within 12 months, I'm going to have like the most Bitchin' backyard ever. I'm going to put a pool in there with a waterfall, awesome playground, and this is going to be a house of memories. And, I mean, no, mind you, my bank accounts had been completely drained, and so it didn't really seem like that would happen, but I didn't, I was taking no for an answer. So it's just a matter of, like, literally shifting your mindset, visualizing your end result where you want it to be, and just going, and then not letting fear stop you. Because, I mean, I was scared to death. I mean, I was scared, but I, I um, invested in... Um, higher level coaching, even when I didn't have the money at that point, right? And I invested in um, my business. I took out, put, started doing, uh, you know, massive door knocking, getting flyers and postcards made and just doing all the things that you do, even though I didn't really have the means to, but I knew I needed to invest money to make money and I knew I needed to keep my head right. So even like yesterday, I'll give you an example. I was having a crappy day, right? Steve and I were kind of fighting and whatever else. And so I just said to myself, nope, stop. Like you're, you're, you're done. No more, no more negativity. Focus on, on your goals, change your mindset. And it's just a matter of telling yourself, you're going to do this. You are doing this. You in the present, it's happening. And just not letting yourself get into the funk. Yeah, not love it. Powerful stuff. So then you, know, you talked about um, when the market started to shift and change that you were 
you were studying the market. Um, so you had a pulse on it. So you were able to see that transition. And um, uh, now for me, because we were both in the market at the same time, that's when we met during that time. You know, like I stumbled across my first short sell. I know I, we were getting ready to close. And the, the title company's like, well, wh where's the money from the sellers? And they, they had taken out a line of credit that they didn't disclose to me. I didn't know as part of the house, you know, whatever. And so I still did my first short sale. And then I was doing a bunch of expires, expires during the short sales. And then I had a mentor that was like getting to REO right now. I would have never probably guessed at that point to, to make that shift. So I kind of lucked out where yours was very strategic. Um, you know, what, what would, what did you do and what kind of recommendations and like, what are you doing now to watch the market? So we know, cause it, it, we're not paying attention. It seems like these markets shift on a dime, but if we're paying any attention, man, you might have months and months and months, if not years ahead to anticipate it. Right. So can you just kind of elaborate and give any advice on that, that you have? Tons of research. I mean, so reading articles from Inman, reading articles from the National Association of Realtors. I mean, looking at, you know, mortgage notes and when, when mortgage notes are expiring, seeing how, why it's all of a sudden taking, you know, in, there's a lot more inventory entry in the market and it's taking less time for it to end, right? The absorption rate is increasing. Those are the kind of things that, that I looked at and I just could tell like, oh my gosh, all of a sudden we have an increasing amount of homes for sale and the, 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 the drops in price are 80,000, a hundred thousand, right? We're, we're in trouble. And so it's just a matter of always, always educating yourself. So I set up my work week for success every single week, right? Mondays are for client communication, current client communication and researching, um, what's happening in the market, like educating myself, looking at trends as well as looking at what new technologies are there. How can I improve my business? That's Mondays. So there's gotta be, you've got to set up your week and like every single week to study what's happening out there and not just read articles because all the articles have been saying lately, Oh, the market's going to crash. We're heading in for blah, blah, blah. But if you really read the research, that's not really the case because we're doing better now than we were even when we had the crash. And so people are taking money out of their homes right now, but they're taking that money to pay off credit cards, to pay off debt. They're not taking out the money to, buy books and to live lavish lifestyles. Whereas back in 2006 and seven and eight, they were taking out money to buy boats, right? People have gotten smarter. So um, it's just a matter of, of, of keeping current matters is an excellent source of, you know, I, I, I've subscribed to keeping current matters. Um, if you guys subscribe to say, Krista told me to come because they give me like a free month or something like that. And uh, which I always love seeing that free month, but you know, reading all their stuff and reading their reports and then seeing where they, all the different um, sources that they say they got them from, and then going to those sources and then digging deeper. It's a matter of, like you, Josh, how did we meet? We met at a convention. We met at, a, at a, uh, an event where we were trying to better ourselves. You have got to continually better yourself in every aspect of your business and never, never stop. I mean, it's kind of like you do well and people stop. Well, you do well, you need to keep doing what you're doing to get you there. You need to keep learning, keep educating. Uh, I remember my dad said to me one time I was going on to a conference and he says, why are you going to the conference? You're in the top 1% of realtors across the nation. I'm like, well, dad, that's why I am in the top 1% because I go to conferences, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yep. Love it. So then, you know, cause the, the opposite kind of happened when the REO recovered where you went yeah. from massive production to only selling 12. Now that was that a thing of, cause sometimes it happens to all of us in our business. Like we can't be a profit in your own backyard. That's why we all have coaches in our own business of, yeah, it's, it's easier to give advice than take our own advice at times where, you know, maybe we're so busy and wrapped up in the business that 
you didn't weren't watching the trends, or was it a thing of it corrected so fast that there just wasn't enough? It almost, yeah, it almost seemed like it was. It was. It seemed like overnight to me, right? And I was so engaged, it's like in selling the real estate. You know, Ario is like you're doing a hundred BPOs. You're paying for you know you're paying for the the invoicing alone when you're an REO agent. Just take paying back termite inspection, all these things. It's a nightmare. Which by the way, I lost so much money because we didn't we didn't do it good enough. <laughs> we lost tons of money. But all of a sudden, I was like, oh oh crap! Like all these things. I had the head account right. I had head. Head was almost so hard to get. I had the head account dried up. I was the number one um, uh, REO uh, agent for Wells Fargo. Boom, done. You know. Done. I mean, it just seemed like it happened so quickly. And I was like, holy crap. And I remember one time going on an appointment. It was a normal listing. And I lost the listing. And so I called and said, hey, just checking in. Why didn't you hire me? And the agent said, well, you know, the last guy said that you were the foreclosure REO queen. And I was like, oh, crap. I am the foreclosure REO queen. And so that day, I did research on um, different trainings. And I signed up for the Institute for Luxury Home Marketing uh, like two day course in San Francisco, went there and completely decided I'm changing my business model. Uh, met with one of my lenders and said, Hey, you want to do this with me? I have this plan. I'm going to like, we're going to start marketing in these two neighborhoods. We're going to send a postcard every single week. We're going to start doing video. We're going to just like dominate. And she looked at me like, are you crazy? And I'm like, no, we're doing it. And she, she just actually like two weeks ago called me and said, I remember that day, Krista, you sat there, you weren't scared. You know, she goes, and she was, you actually were scared. And I started, I started to say, you know what, I'm kind of, and then I stopped myself from repeating it, and I said, I'm not going to say that because it's not going to happen. I, I'm not going to bring negativity, right? But, I mean, I, I changed my business. I went from only selling short sales, only selling REOs, to treating every listing like a million-dollar listing, doing um, four-page color brochures, doing a full full video tour, right? Drone footage, um, everything, like utilizing social media and just when it wasn't even really being used back then, it was so, so new, but just saying, hey, you're, this $200,000 home, I'm going to put in, you know, six, seven hundred, eight hundred $800 of marketing to then market myself and show why you want to hire me over somebody else. So it's always about when you notice something wrong happening in your business, being willing to adjust and make the change and always trying to do something that no one else is like the best way to stand out and to make and to make more money is to spend more money to market yourself and your properties so that people take notice, right? You've got to stand out amongst all the noise. And I think that was very, very helpful. Yeah. Love it. And what's so cool about today and we'll, we'll jump into this a little bit later because I want to kind of go through your journey of starting a team and, you know, um, uh, so kind of put a bookmark in this, but you know, it used to be, there's a saying in real estate of, uh, you can either be rich or famous you just got to pick which one that you want, right? You can't do both. But meaning, like, you, look, you invest a lot of money in branding, bus benches, billboards. You know, like, at one point, I spent $100,000 a month on TV, radio, wrapped helmers, moving trucks, and, you know, I buy in that market share. Um, right, and, I do. <laughs> you know, right? Or, or, you know, but we were doing a lot of production. I mean, I was, you know, yeah. 180, 200000 a month. So, but it still wasn't smart, right? Um, or you could invest in marketing. Well, the cool thing about today is you can and should be doing both with digital and online, which I know you're a rock star at, which we'll talk about today, you know, right? Um, it's easier than ever before, you know, right? So I, I, I love it. So, um, which again, I'm gonna bookmark that because I had a lot of questions about, you know, because I, I, again, I've been been stalking, I, I've got swipe files of all your emails, your 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 ads, your Facebook ads, right? Like I'm just, I copy the doers, man. And and, and the cool thing about it is I don't, I don't have to come up with an original thought, man. I just see rock stars like you what you're doing. I just steal your concepts and it works, right? So, um, uh, all right, so then, all right, so market covered, 
treating every listing like a million dollar listing, meaning not, not the human being like better service, but you're meaning from marketing. Like I'm just going to yes, crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Um, uh, which then got you, you know, hundred deals plus a year. Um, at what point did you start expanding now with your traditional business, um, to starting your real estate team? So, uh, about, so I, you know, I remember probably about four years ago, I was, I'm talking to somebody and he's like, you're losing a lot of money. Um, on your on your leads because I only work with sellers, right? So out of 150, 169 homes my best year, it was like all sellers, no buyers. And I was, you know how much your phone rings. Your phone rings like crazy and you're too busy to take all the calls. And I felt like if I gave them away, I'd be losing money. But really I was losing money by not giving my leads away. So I hired a buyer's agent about four years ago and was like, hey, you know, we'll do, um, I think I did a 50-50 split back then, 50-50, Every, every lead that calls me, I'm going to send them to you. And I would talk to the buyers and kind of like get them excited. And then I'd pass them on. So I hired a buyer's agent to help with my buyer's leads. And it was just myself, um, her, but she also did her own business too. So she was her own agent. I just gave her leads. So she wasn't really on my team. It was just something I passed leads to. And then I had a, a transaction coordinator and then a marketing assistant. Um, so it was just really the three of us. And then the buyer's agent, you know, just did her own stuff and I gave her leads. Well, then um, about a year and a half ago, I was like, oh, I, need to, I want to start coaching, right? I was exhausted. Um, I realized that I hadn't really had a vacation in 17 years because I was working too much in my phone. And I remember one day I was driving and my husband was like, so my phone rang and, you know, every time I'd, hang, I'd be on the call for 10 minutes, I'd hang up and I'd have 15 like text messages and two voicemails. I'm not even kidding. It was that busy. And I was just so tired. He looked at me and he goes, you are not very nice Krista, to that person. I was like, <gasps> he's like, yeah, you were kind of a bitch. And I'm like, oh my God, really? Oh my gosh. And it made me realize that I was just, t- I love real estate, but I was tired and I kind of sort of gotten to the point where, you know, I had mastered it. And, um, you know, being an ex-teacher, I realized I want to start teaching. So I was trying to coach and teach at the same time. That lasted about six months before I wanted to blow my head off. And then I called my brother uh, about a year ago and uh, Kathy, who was um, uh, working in my office as her own agent, and said, listen, I, I want to just really back off. I want you guys to become me. You guys can be a, a listing agent, like a listing agent. You guys can just go on appointments together, and uh, I, I need to stop. And so about a year ago, I did that, and then it's, been, it's really been difficult, I will say, the past year, you know, having them and then having, you know, we hired another buyer's agent because they weren't like, I got the systems down, but it's very difficult to get someone else to follow your systems, follow your processes. I mean, you know how hard it is when you're, when you're leaving because I wasn't really there to sort of manage them. So we went from selling 154 homes to 101 homes. So my production dropped about 33% because I wasn't really in the business. I was focusing on my coaching business, um, which we, we did really, really well. And now, now we're back up. So now we're, we're, you know, this, this month we closed 13 deals. We closed 10 deals last month. So we're finally getting back to where we were, but it took me a good year to, <laughs> to get them to listen and do all the things I, I tell them to do. They, they say, Krista, you're like three people, which is not true, but <laughs> yeah, I love it. So, you know, a question that I get all the time, um, and I always love when I have, you know, rock star real estate entrepreneurs on the podcast that I'm interviewing that are also moms, you know, right. Um, cause I get a lot of questions from, from women that are, you know, moms and, and you know, they're, 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 I hate the word balance, but that, you know, they want to create this amazing successful real estate business, but they, they don't want to be that person that has the regret later in life. I mean, they, they want to be a great mom, be a great wife, be, you know, you know, great with the family, big, you know, and, 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 
when I get asked this question, it's like, look, and this is the, the issue with comparison is it's careful when we're trying to compare ourselves to like, we don't always know all the information. Like when I got into real estate, 23 years old, not married, no kids. By, by the time I started having kids and got married, like my business was, was doing very well where my wife was able to stay at home full time. And so like, I, you know, yeah, I, I might grind 80 hours a week, but when I get home, you know, right. We have a house cleaner. Like, oh, like I just play, like I spend as much time with my family as anybody, you know, right. But I still am able to grind cause I don't, you know, my situation might be different just due to dumb luck and timing than others. You know, right. But being somebody that was, you know, single mom now growing all of this, building this successful real estate business, you know, and, and I've spent time with you and your husband and, you know, I mean, you guys have a great marriage, great relationship, great relationship. I, I got to be married by the way. So he's talking about the new husband. I, I yeah, yeah, not, not, the, not the first asshole, which I, no, Steve, now Steve, Steve's yeah. an amazing human being. So, um, but like, you know, and again, I hate the word balance, but maybe that, maybe that is, is it? You you know, know, it's um, a good question. I mean, have for, for somebody that's asking that question. And, you know, for a woman, I will say, like, we deal with that regret a lot. You feel guilty, right? And you may, I'm not sure if men do, but I know women, we feel guilty. And my daughter graduated um, two years ago. And I will tell you, I cried for about four months. Like, I'd be in a listing appointment, and I'd start crying. I'd see pictures of their kids, and I'd just be like, I'm a shitty mom because I, I've been working so much. And, and she always says, Mom, you taught us how, you know, to work hard. And you were always there when it counted. But I, I will say there were times, like I said, you know, I, I had – hadn't had a vacation really in, in 17 years. I didn't realize it, but I'd be that person in Hawaii on the phone the entire time, right? I'd be that person, you know, who would literally sneak out of bed at three in the morning because Hawaii time is like different than here. And I can get six hours worth of work done, sneak back into my hotel room at 9 a.m. and be like, hey, dude, never left kind of a deal. And then I'm on my phone all day. That was me. And if I got to a point where I just decided to say, you know what? I know I'm good enough. My, my skills are good enough. My marketing is good enough. People wanted, wanted me because I was different, right? I did things differently than every other agent. And so the last three years of me being in the business, um, while I was practicing, I rarely worked on weekends. I mean, very rarely. I'd only do it if somebody absolutely could not meet with me. And I tried to make my last appointment at four o'clock in the, in the evening. So that way I'd be home by six and it worked well and people would wait, you know, and if they didn't, they weren't the kind of client I wanted to work with anyways. Right. It's like you either respect my time. And I also told them, Hey, Sundays, I don't answer the phone, right? Sundays are, are Krista time, kid time you know, family time and, uh, and they respect it as long as you put up the right boundaries. And so, I mean, it's just a matter of, of having the, you know, and, and I lost business. I'm sure I lost business because of it. Some people don't understand it. They think you should work every single minute. And those are the kind of people that you really don't want to work with because they have zero respect for your time. It's a matter of understanding, you know, for, for a lot of years I was in survival mode, Josh, like I was, I was kind of living out of scarcity. I was afraid like I, you lose everything, you gain it back. Right. One of the things you don't know about me is that I was in a, um, a group home and then a foster, juvenile hall for a couple of months and foster home all through high school. So I had to put myself through college and pay for my own expenses and buy my own car and like nothing was given to me. And so I had that scarcity mode. So when you lose it all and gain it all, lose it all again, it kind of, it, it, it makes you work differently. At least it made me until you finally realize, okay, I'm safe now. I, I, I can kind of slow down. And if I lose a little business, it's okay because my priority is my kids. And now, um, you know, I work from home and I, as, as you know, I'm only working in my real estate business about 5% of the time. Um, I was just managing it and the 95% is coaching. And so now my younger daughter's like, can you please leave mom? <laughs> She's like, I can't get away with anything anywhere because you're always home, you know, <laughs> but I'm always in, in my office like I am right now. 
So I don't know. It, it's hard. And it's just, it, it's difficult, I think, for women. I feel it. And I, that's why I cried for those four months because I was guilty. I felt guilty for working so much. But, um, you know, it, it's, there is, there is no, it's hard to have true balance. Like if you're doing that much business, it's very difficult to have true balance. Yeah, well, I'm just from from you know observing what you know the the some of the terms that you used with that. It, you know, two things stood out was, you know, right? Yeah, you worked a lot, but as your daughter said, you like you were there for when it mattered, right? So, you know, at some point, whether you know, like you were intentionally planning it out or you just instinctively knew, it seemed like you were able to make sure that hey, like these are the moments that I'm not missing out. Even if if I'm gonna lose business, I'm gonna be here for these moments. Yes. And then I love the Sunday off, you know, right? Of, you know, just, and, and not, no, like, you know, not answering the phone and just being fully engaged, you know, right? Um, it, it's like recently, and I'm probably the only freak on the planet that's done this, but I got rid of my smartphone, right? I'm just like, man, these things are making us, they're not starting the dumb phone. So I went back to a freaking flip phone. I like, love it. it. I'm like, yeah, right? I really don't need it. Now I'm at, like with my kids, I'm sitting on my phone. It's not like this is just, it's, 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 it's making me waste my life. Right? And, um, um, it's like, yeah, I still grow cause I'll get criticized very heavily about my, you know, like I work 80 hours a week, but I love, I love what I do. Right. But then people are like, Oh, well, don't you, uh, um, worry about, you know, missing out on memories with your kids. Well, no, I'm just extremely intentional with it. Like my wife and we don't do any outside hobbies outside of family hobbies. Right. We don't do, so it, you got 168 hours in a week, by the time I work out, sleep, whatever, I still have 41 hours left over every single week to devote to my family. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's, and you're, it sounds like you're very intentional about it and you're very present and that's, you know, a lot of people, they're not very present. I will tell you, I hate the smartphones and how your kids are young. Don't give your kids phones. I don't care that everyone has them. Do not give your kids their phones until they're like 18. <laughs> tell you yeah. want to save yourself a lot of heartache and sex fixing and all that stuff. <laughs> don't give them phones. <laughs> yeah. Love it, dude. So then, um, all right. So then, you're at the point where you um, transit, you start transitioning out of production. You, you've, you've got, you know, all this, everything essentially delegated, outsourced, um, the processes, proven processes being followed. But you took, you know, you took that dip and you talked about, you know. That's a huge dip. You, I mean, it was like an $800,000 dip, yeah, right? So, yeah. And you talk about how, you know, so many times like you would slip back into that scarcity mode, you know, um, what allowed you to stick through it instead of just say, man, like, I got to jump back in, you know, right? Cause a lot of people might going from a 30% dip in the first year of doing it. 33. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I mean, what, what kept you having faith of, of not jumping back in? Um, well, first of all, I, I'm really passionate about people. Like I love people and I, and I missed teaching and I knew I could make a difference and I'm super excited when I am, you know? So you gotta, you gotta understand. I mean, you know how it is when you're, when you're starting a coaching business, first of all, your real estate business, crashes because you're not there okay then i'm taking money out of you know savings and houses or whatever to pay for my coaching business and it, it took me and i had to give my program away for free i mean literally when i first started i gave my program away for free because i needed to get people to get testimonials so here i'm giving my program away for free i'm working that i've got my, my the sales girls calling me crying after five months like i can't make a sale like oh my god I'm gonna, like i can't do this like i remember telling her nicole quit put your big girl pants on Stop your crying, get back out there and push. We've got something here that works and we're doing this. And she's like, ah, you know, can I just eat the bit? And then we just kept going and all of a sudden, it, it, what, what would happen truthfully is, is this, now that I think back, is um, 
I was still kind of in scarcity mode. And I remember here I am telling my students to like live abundant lives and to not be, you know, not, not have a scarcity mindset. But I realized that I was still having kind of a scarcity mindset in my own business in coaching as I wasn't really like sharing in my own community as much, you know, um, and I still, you know, we still limit the amount because I, we are still practicing just kind of to say, to help my, my company, but we've taught people right in our own cities, right? You know, five, five miles away, like a lot of clients. And so one day I just made this public announcement and said, Hey, I want to apologize and make a confession that I have been kind of holding back and anything you need, you know, in the real estate, let me know. And like when I did that, and then also went to EMDR, which is something awesome if you've ever not done it, but it's, it's like I went to counseling and they do this, this activity called EMDR. And what they did was they helped me realize that like the scarcity and stuff that I was feeling and that the lack was from when I was in the group home and the foster home and from, um, and from, it's not really who I am presently. And they really helped me realize who is Krista today? That scared person is somebody that was, you know, a long time ago. They're not the same. And once I kind of identified that and then realized to open myself up more to my community locally, my business just went crazy on the coaching side. Yeah. Love it. So then as you transition to the coaching side, I mean, you talked about your, your teaching background um, and, the, and the reason that you had to transition from that, you know, into real estate, which, which again was, a, a, you know, wasn't like, Oh, I'm burned out from teaching. It was, a, you know, how to do it, you know, in the time frame and, and whatnot of like during that time, like I, you know, I got into real estate, just an example only to use it as a stepping stone to raise capital, start health club. I, I always thought I'd be in the health club business. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and a couple of years ago, I got back into the health and fitness industry as well. And, um, uh, but I always had that burning desire to get back. Like, did you during this whole time? Like, did you still always have that burning desire to teach or what was it specifically that, that led to you, you know, with the coaching stuff? Cause you're just crushing it with real estate stuff. Yeah. Right. Know, it was scary. Everybody was like, my, my mom and dad were like, what are you doing? You're, why are you, you're going to stop? Are you on crack? You know? And I also, the agents in my area were using it against me. Oh, Krista's coaching. You're not going to get her blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was hard. My husband, who was awesome and super supportive was like, okay, babe, you're, you're really, I mean, it was scary. It was scary for me, but I just, I was, I just knew I had to do it, Josh. I can't explain it. Like I love teaching. I mean, when I'm up there teaching and coaching, that's when I'm at my best. And I just had to do it. It was like my passion for people was outweighing the money. And I also was like, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better at coaching. Like I'm going I'm to make more money, make more of an impact, which is really, really important to me. Reach more people, change more lives. And I just, I just went for it. And it was crappy. I mean, six months, I lost a lot of money paying a hundred thousand dollars a month on staff and Facebook ads and, you know, like sales calls that were never being converted. <laughs> so it was not easy at all, but you just can't give up. If you don't ever stop with whatever you're doing, you can never fail. The only way that you can fail, why most people fail, is because they give up three feet before gold. And let me give you an example of that. So one month we went from like making like $16,000 in that month for coaching, right? Now, mind you, when I was selling real estate, I was doing 10 times that. One month I did like $385,000, my best year, my best month ever in real estate. So to make $16,000 in coaching, I mean, it was, it was a hit. But then like two months later, we were at like 250,000 in coaching, right? So had I stopped at that six, that, that market, that, you know, month four or five or six, whatever it was, I wouldn't have really quickly two months later gotten to the 250. And then that makes sense because I was three feet from gold. And most people are three feet from gold truly when they stop because they don't see the results and they don't understand that all the momentum from the months before are really what gets them to see what they do when they month four, five and six, when they stick around. And so I, I just didn't stop. That was it. I didn't stop. Yeah. So I'm curious with, um, 
you know, j- just again, from my own, I mean, cause we've, I mean, we've, we've had different strategies that we've employed, but we've, our journeys have been pretty much identical. Yeah, you know, right? uh, you've gotten to coaching a lot faster than I did, Josh. I, it's like, I, I knew you were, I didn't even realize it was you until one day I was going, I think that's the Josh I know. <laughs> well, see, my, my dream is like, I, I never thought I would get into coaching, right? Like when I was in the gym business, I absolutely hated personal training, but I loved running the operation side. I'm like, dude, I've showed you six times how to do the squat. You can't get it. Like, I don't know the fuck's wrong with you. Like, you know, so, <laughs> so I never thought in a million years I, I would, I would coach a mentor in the coaching side, uh, the real estate side. But I think the difference is, is my, you know, my true love and obsession for real estate um, uh, and, and the opportunities and, and life changing abilities and capabilities of this industry. Um, but for me, it was when I was started exiting from production uh, about eight, well, this was yeah, about well five years ago you know, five or six years ago, um, I just got bored, you know, and I didn't know what to do with myself, you know, right. Um, working 10, 20 hours a week. And before I was working 80 and I'm like, what do I do? And I remember that you were saying you weren't working a lot. I was like, God, how's he doing that? That's crazy. Yeah. So then, uh, well, and then the blessing that I had is my father owned and operated gyms, you know, for 30 years when I was growing up. So, you know, I grew up seeing back in operations of building sales teams and my father would start a new gym and I would see how he'd build out the team and then go to the next. And, and that's what I also did in the health club business when I was in there was, you know, a lot of pre-sales, built the sales team, go, you know. Um, so, so really my whole life, I don't just built sales teams, right? So, um, and, and learned the craft of delegation and got a lot of great coaching and training there. I was able to apply to real estate. Um, but uh, because of the accolades, you know, that I had at that point, I just had you know, a dozen agents reaching out a week, um, just, Hey, you have a coaching, you have a coaching. One day I just decided to say yes. And, and, uh, and I'm glad I did. I almost, I, I was so close to just saying, fuck that, you know, right. But, um, but it's been amazing. But then on the coaching side, like I always, you know, like, like tracking in a real estate business, like, you know, I'm a tracking data freak, but the, the data and tracking that I've had to do in, in a digital online marketing business, plus now I own, you know, e-commerce businesses and whatever is taken to the next level as well as learning online marketing and um, which has helped me then level up so much more massively in my real estate business. And, you know, um, and I've, I've, you know, I've seen a lot of your funnels and what you do. I'm just curious, like, what are some of the biggest learning moments or takeaways as you've been building the real estate company that you've been able to apply over here to the, or the coaching company that you've been able to apply your real estate company you know, that you've learned, or maybe there isn't any, I don't know. Oh no, it's the exact same strategy. So, um, about, I would say four or five years ago, I started heavily using video, right? So video, 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 but, and then in, in utilizing the video also online with social media, right? Online presence. So many people will do video and they'll post it on their Facebook page or business page, but no one sees it because Facebook's an algorithm. They want your money. They want you to pay to play. So they're only letting about 3% of people see your, see your stuff, right? So if you're not running ads behind your, your videos or whatever you're doing, you're, no one's even seeing your videos. So I, I, I started taking courses from like Nicholas Kuzmich and hiring Facebook specialists that really knew how to run ads. And I learned how to, you know, run ads on Facebook and how to, which objectives to use and create lookalike audiences. And we started utilizing that in our real estate industry first, right? So the idea was let everyone get to know me as the industry leader um, in real estate. So anything community or real estate related, I was the person everyone saw constantly because I was online, they saw my signs, they see, you know, just like you, I had billboards and trucks and they're seeing me on the freeway, they're seeing me, my signs everywhere, they're seeing my postcards, they're seeing my videos on uh, Facebook and on all these different platforms. Um, and so that's how I became the industry leader again very quickly after I was down from 12. So then 
That's the exact same strategy I've used in coaching. But what most people will do is they will just, you know, run an ad, sign here, click here, da, da, da. My strategy is get, send out information, content, without ever asking anyone to do anything in return. Get them to know me, like me, and trust me. They'll come to with me. And then once they've known me and I've broken down their barriers, then they're more likely to give me information. So you just send out free content. Then I you know, wrote this book, uh, Sell 100 Homes a Year. So then we put them through the book funnel, right? And then once they've read, read the book, and which I gave away every strategy in the world in there, you can read that book and it'll give you so much information. So then you, they see the book and go, wow, that's a lot. I want to learn how to dump, utilize social media. I want to learn how to create ads. I want to learn how to do video and how to properly distribute it. And I know I'm going to need help, okay? So then we now teach them that. So it's the video strategy accompanied with social media and having an online presence. Right now, you absolutely should be on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram now is 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 even um, almost outweighing um, Facebook, and you should absolutely start being on Google and YouTube. So I know I'm saying a lot here, but we're seeing a decline in the use of Facebook. It's increasing in Instagram now. Google like pay per click and all that. Like every single person watching this, you should own your own URL, right? Christamaysure.com or you know JoshuaSmith.com. You should own ChrisDemasherReviews.com. You want to be able to own these sites so that when people look up and research you that you're showing up on the top. Now, Google is more affordable than Facebook, right? Because people have left Google, they're going to Facebook, but if you do the math, like we're finding now that we can, um, that we can, we're, we're just starting ads on, on Facebook, I'm sorry, Google, because it's underutilized. However, people are going to Google to do searches, right? Think about when you go to Google, you're saying, you're not going to Facebook for searches. On Facebook, you're there to be, you know, to be educated, I'm sorry, to be entertained, right? You're going to look at your friends' pictures and all that. When you're going on Google, you're going there to search information, to find something out, to compare and contrast. That's what you're doing on Google. So you really want to be on those sites. And, um, and locally, it's not hard to do. You're never going to be able to beat, um, Zillow and all that because it's impossible, but you can start to, to show up for your own name. And when people start seeing you online, you know, via Facebook and via Instagram, then they go online to see you on Google. For you to do pay-per-click with your name is, is very, very affordable. So you want to be showing up where people are looking, and that's the biggest mistake is that agents now are still utilizing the same kind of techniques and strategies, right? They're still doing open houses. They're still cold calling. They're still door knocking, whereas I, I teach my students Hey, we don't teach that. Like we teach something completely opposite. We teach you how to show up as the community disruptor, the community leader, utilizing video, social media, and having an online presence because that's where buyers and sellers are going. Yep, yep, couldn't agree more. And uh, and, and you know the cool thing about it is it sounds so overwhelming when people are like, "Well, I gotta, I gotta." Instagram, YouTube, you know, you know, whatever. But like, I'll get asked all the time, like, man, aren't you so afraid of, you know, if Facebook goes away or somebody replaces them? Yeah, right. Um, and my answer is always no. Like, Facebook is just a medium where eyeballs are, right? I've mastered marketing strategy, which if Amazon takes over, bam, it's just all the media. What I did showing up at mailboxes or what, like it's all radio, TV, it's all the same shit, right? Um, it's just where the eyeballs are and you just are able to pivot with your message. Now, one, one thing that I am curious about though is, you know, um, because with Zillow and, and like even when I'm looking at homes, I'm not going to name less anymore because Zillow is so damn good. You know? <laughs> uh, so, uh, but you know, it's almost impossible to find out every information and lifestyle. You know, it's easy to find homes, but impossible, you know, right, with, with that or other pertinent information. So when you're running um, like a Google pay-per-click ad, is it 
like kind of the, you know, old, more standard where driving your website, have a force registration, or is this something where it's a content-based marketing where you talked about before, where you're warming them up first before you ask for the opt-in? Absolutely. So we, we utilize the reach objective first. So the basic strategy is utilizing the reach objective first, then after that, going to brand, brand awareness objective on Facebook, not asking them to do anything in return. We're not, we're not asking them to click or join. We're just saying, hey, here's, here's you know, seller tips or three costly mistakes from a buyer. And then we retarget the people. So in other words, if somebody's watching a video on seven essentials when selling, and we can see that they've watched 25% or more, then we can retarget more videos to them on selling, right? Like, hey, six things that you must never do when you're selling or whatever else. And then you take them over to like a CMA request. And then when they ask for a CMA request, they're, they're more likely to actually fill the information out and give you the information because they've already gotten to know you. And so that's why you don't just say, let me just do a CMA request, right? No, you want to start with warming them up and giving them information. Then you've established yourself as the, as the expert. Um, so kind of like some quick video tips, right? When you're doing a video, you don't want to say, hi, I'm Krista. With Homes by Krista, well, boom, you have three seconds that they've already gotten off your page. So the first thing that they've already clicked off your video, you want to be like, did you know that the market is crazy hot right now for sellers? Boom, right? You're, you're giving them a reason to want to watch. If you want to know about selling, here's three things that you need to think about. So you're, you're, you're disrupting them, right? You're disrupting them. Then you're saying, okay, now I've disrupted you. I've caught your attention. Now let me tell you what this video is going to be about. Then you've got to say, okay, great. Now, I'm Krista with Homes by Krista, and I've sold over 2,000 homes in my career. So then you're, you're, say, you're giving them a reason to want to watch you, right? Now that you've, you've caught their attention, you've told them why they should be watching, now you're saying why they should be listening to you, right? Give them a reason to want to listen to you. So now you're saying, hey, I'm the authority because, hey, I'm Krista, I've sold over 2,000 homes a year, 2,000 homes in my career. Or, hey, you know, just last month alone, I sold 13 houses or whatever it might be. Or you've just got to somehow get them to realize they want to keep watching you and listening to you because you are the authority, right? Then once you've done that, you want to say emotionally get, get in touch with them. So man, I get it. I, I, I remember selling my house. It's very, very scary, right? So now you're emotionally, you're logically getting them. Now you're emotionally getting them and you're letting them know that you understand how they feel, right? So they're saying, I get it. When I went to sell my house, it was the scariest thing ever. I, here's the mistakes that I, that, I, that I made or here's the mistakes that I've seen. And then you teach really, really shortly, and then you ask them to make a call to action. Like, here's a call to action. Download my, download my guide. Or it's just, I'm just watching you, okay, depending on where they're at in your funnel, if that makes sense. So that's like a really good video strategy to kind of, to kind of sort of follow um, when you're doing videos. And again, when you first start, the biggest problem people have, Josh, is that they just do it one or two times and they stop. They do it one or two times and they stop. You've got to do it consistently. What we're finding in our program is that, and we actually just extend the length of our program because we know it's taking more time. And you got to think about when you're on Facebook or you're on you know, Instagram or YouTube or whatever it is, how much distraction there is. Like the idea is to get people to want to finally stop the scroll. It takes about 12 times for someone to see you before they finally will stop and go, who is this person I keep seeing? Now that they've, it's taken 12 times for them to finally click on you, right? Then you've got to now earn their trust. Then they start stalking you, looking at your business page, looking at your Facebook page, looking at, you know, doing, doing this. Then, then now that they're finally, you finally caught their attention, you've got to develop the trust more with them. And so that takes more time, right? Then once you've developed the trust, then you say, okay, it's kind of like dating, right? You're not just going to go in and jump in the sack on day one. You're going to take your wife to coffee. Then you're going to ask to hold her hand. And you're going to maybe take her to dinner. Then you're going to take her for cocktails. Then you're going to be like going in for the hunt, the kill. You're not jumping in bed on day one. That's like later on. <laughs> so it's the same kind of philosophy. 
Yeah, love it. So then one other thing that you said, well, let me just back up for a second. I find, and I don't know, I mean, you're the specialist in this and in, in your programs around this. So you, you work with more people and probably understand the blocks way more than I would on this. But, um, uh, you know, it, it just, even when I was getting into video content creation, probably around the same time you did, you know, right. Um, you know, 2012, 13, whatever. Um, it was like, man, like it wasn't getting in front of the, the, the camera that was my concern or doing the video it was, you know, like, what do, what do I talk about? You know, right. Um, you know, with, and, and for me, and I'm always just telling people like, dude, like, don't try to come up with the content yourself. You don't have to like go into Flipboard, get relevant articles, you know, right? yeah. you're flying with, you know, right. But like, just read a dope article on, on some of our, you know, hey, the top three uh, uh, trending, you know, um, you know, dec- decorate home decoration ideas uh, by the 2019 summer, or whatever. Yeah, right. Um, you know, right. Uh, but anyway, with that, like, as far as because we're doing these consistently, you know, right. Like, it's hard. We think about so much shit in our business, and anyway, like, how can you get that content? And I know you shared keeping current matters and other things too. But like, what are some recommendations there to to come up with content ideas? So think about like the most, the, the biggest objections that you get. What are the, um, the, mo- the most questions that you're asked, right? Like as an agent, you think you know everything or you do know everything, but you assume that your buyers and sellers know everything. So I'll give you an example. I just, um, I sat on my home uh, about a week and a half ago for our seller funnel that we're working on. And I went through this, this process of a seller, right? Like what does a seller think about? They start thinking about about selling and then think about, Oh, what do they need to do to fix their house up? Right? How long is it going to take their house to sell? You know, what, what, you know, what happens when they go into contract? Um, what are contingencies? What, how much deposit do they need? You know, what, what should they do inspections before and after? What should they fix or shouldn't they fix? Like you think about all the questions that you get asked and they kind of go over a timeline. So I just sat there, spent about a day and I, I wrote out, um, 15 video scripts from like in order of what a seller would think. And I just wrote the script out. Boom! Called my my videographer. Put those on on the uh, on the um, the uh, teleprompter and hash them out. Now I can take those videos and I can put them on YouTube, put them on Facebook, do a long form Facebook, put them on my website via blog. That helps me with search engine optimization, right? On on locally, okay. Um, you can take a little small part part of that video and you do a quick Instagram ad. You can take that and do a quote card. I mean, just from one video, you get seven pieces of content if you're utilizing it correctly. So it's a matter of instead of me going and doing an open house, I'd rather spend that spend that time create researching content, creating content that I can then repurpose. So when you if you just go to Google, Josh, and you type in selling your house on your own or whatever, Google's going to automatically show you the five most commonly typed in terms. So you can take those five most commonly typed in terms and do a video on it, right? Write content. You then can go at the very bottom of Google and it says recent researches or other related searches and you can do videos on all of the other related searches. So you, you know what you're doing, you know, why are contingencies, what are, what are contingencies? Um, why do you need them? Why should it, why does the seller need them? Why does the buyer need them? How long should they be? Just with one thing alone, you can really break that apart into a four or five mini series. So take a term like contingencies. Okay. That's your main thing. Now let's take contingencies and let's say, okay, how can I make this into content? Okay. What, what, think about contingencies. How much, how long are they? Okay. Who do they protect as a buyer? Who do they protect as a seller? What happens if you remove contingencies? I mean, we can go on and on just about contingencies and make up a video about just contingencies. Go through your contract, go through the process. You've got so much content. You don't even know, you don't even know what to do with it. I need to set up to my legs. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's just a matter of once you start, 
It's just a matter of doing it. And don't worry about being perfect. Everybody has an iPhone, right? Y'all got an iPhone. Get an iPhone, get a, get a good tripod, or make sure you have a stabilizer, and just go. Be perfectly imperfect, but just do it. And don't worry about how you look. Like, I used to have super long hair, okay? My, I was like, my hair was long, it was blonde. I was, my husband loves blonde stripper hair. Like, the more blonde and stripper hair your hair is, like, Steve is loving you, right? Well, my hair was starting to fall out because I have extensions. I had extensions for so many years, and so now I'm like mousy brown short hair. And I have had a really hard time over the past year feeling confident on my videos. Like I feel, I just don't, like, I don't feel the same, but I just do it anyways. And if you're worried about how you look, that's how you look. Like if you don't like how you look on video, then you just don't like how you look, because that is how you look. So it's a matter of just telling yourself, I've got this, I'm a rock star, people love me, I love doing video, do the Superman pose, and just hit record, and just go. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love it. And then, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever uh, gone online and checked out a company called I, it's iOgrapher. Um, <laughs> but they're, dude, like for, for your iPhone, for iPads, like they create, essentially it's all live streaming equipment for it where, like dude, like you, you get a, let's just say a, new, a newer version of an iPad, plop it in here, it hooks to the tripod, you know, it's got all the, the boom mics, there's wide angle lenses that you can clip on for like a hundred bucks. You can have, I need to look into I-O-G-R-A-P-H-E-R. Yep, like I, and then O, and then, yeah, iographer, right? Okay. So, um, uh, and, you know, I've got about $100,000 of film equipment. And I, like, I mean, cameras that we spent, you know, almost ten grand on between the lenses, whatever. And, you know, you're shooting from uh, new, the new iPads or new, like, iPhone X. With They're better than cameras. Lens, dude, like, you can't tell the difference. No. Yeah, like, anybody can do this for 100 bucks, And then you just, just creating the content. So, yeah. Um, so, um, you know, one, more thing, one more thing about video. So don't just talk about real estate. Like your goal is to be the community market leader. That's, that's what we call ourselves, community market leader. So you want to be, someone thinks about real estate or community, they want to think about you. So you want to be doing things like, um, you know, taking, going and doing videos of the local, local pot spots or dog parks or the best place to take your wife on a date for happy hour. You know, um, fun things to do with the kids on the weekend. New things, new local attractions. Like be that person that is the information resource. You don't just want to do do video. You want, I mean, sorry, you don't just want to do real estate. You want to do everything around the community. And it's as simple as you go with your wife to eat and you're like, hey, I'm over here at BJ's and oh my gosh, I just got this this awesome hamburger and it's Tuesday nights and they're half off. Buy one, get one half off. You guys got to be there. See you later. Have a great day. Boom. It's as simple as that. Like telling people about things that you're doing. And then also, you don't always want to have this high production video. People love it when you're vulnerable. Some of my best videos are when I'm just like, Barely, no makeup on, hot mess, in my pajamas, like something comes up. And I don't do as much of those anymore because I've been um, just busy. But those videos do better than the high production ones. So, and, and we're really seeing that now. We're seeing that, you know, more authentic raw footage is doing better than high quality done for you. So just start doing it. Like, I'm not kidding. There is going to be more video content. Okay, so this is true statistic. There's more video content uploaded every 30 days. Okay, then there has been in the past 30 years from all the, lo from all the local um, TV, you know, TV, uh, ABC, NBC, CBS, all of it. So 30 years, all those big TV companies, right, whatever they're called, more in 30 days than in the past 30 years from all those companies combined. So it goes to show you, like, kids aren't even watching TV anymore. They, my kids don't even have, um, you know, cable. Like, my daughter lives with her boyfriend, no cable. She just has her phone. She's got... Netflix, she's got, you know, YouTube. That's where people are. Yeah, yeah I was just uh, uh, speaking um, 
you know, uh, with uh, some some people in, on Facebook that work for Facebook on the on the ad management level, and uh, they're saying that a hundred hours or a hundred million hours of video content watched, not uploaded, but watched every single day on Facebook right now. Which is so great. Do, you, do you know that you can uh, when you're when, so think about this when you do a video, right? and you upload it through as manager account, you run an ad on Facebook, you can see how much time is being watched. So like we'll see that our videos for real estate, like they're getting 100 hours, 102 hours, 180 hours. You can actually see how much time people are watching your videos. So then you take that video and go, hey, Mr. Seller, here's why you hire me. So we actually are able to reach 100,000, 102,000 people in your city, right? And here it shows that just on this one real estate video alone, we had 207 hours of people watching it. Do you know how many open houses I'd have to do to, to get that many hours, Mr. Seller? about five years to take me okay so it's a matter of showing them why you are different and why they should be using you because you're able to expose their property to the masses both locally and out of the area you can show them how much reach how many video views how many people saw it how long i mean that's powerful whereas most agents are going there and just saying oh i, I use facebook okay well show me show me how you use facebook so i always tell my sellers hey don't let somebody tell you that they're utilizing social media and make them show you because if they're just posting on their page, they're just posting on their um, business page, no one is seeing it because you have to pay to play. And then you can show them the difference of here's my videos, here's how much reach we get, how much video views we get, here's my competitors. We properly you know how to utilize social media, which is where 99% of buyers are going. Yeah, love it, dude. So then um, one other thing that you said on your video Facebook funnel, <clears throat> you know, you talked about, top of funnel or the, the first with a reach campaign. So I'm guessing that's going to be cold audiences, right? Once they hit, you know, 20% view or whatever, that's then when you move into a brand awareness. Yeah. But we, we, we try to wait like so three to four weeks. So you want to make sure three to four weeks, you want to have at least a 5,000 people reach, which would be very easy to do. So once you're reaching about 5,000, maybe 10,000, depending on how big your areas, then you could move to brand awareness. Then from brand awareness, you start to go to video views objective, then to um, uh, the traffic objective. So you change your objective, but you always want to continue to go back and forth. So you want to go back to reach, back to brand awareness, back to, right? You want, you want to use the same video and change the objective because sometimes I'm trying to get people to just see me. Sometimes I'm trying to get people to want to actually watch my videos. So for example, with Facebook, if you say, hey, I want people to watch my videos, you're going to choose the video views objective, which means that Facebook's algorithm is going to be putting people towards that have more of a tendency to watch videos, right? If you use the traffic objective or the legion objective, then traffic means, hey, you want them to click on your website or you're taking them away from Facebook, right? Legion objective means I want them to fill something out. But again, they're more likely to fill something out and give you what you want utilizing the legion objective in Facebook once you've generated their trust and breaking down their barriers, which is why you use the reach and the brand awareness. Yeah, and when it, there's, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's it's an, it's a full-time job just to learn and stay on top of Facebook, right, uh, with all this <laughs> stuff. Um, but it's like uh, like brand awareness, right? Like one of the uniqueness there is the ad recall lift. Yeah, right, and pretty soon, I mean, now they're working on with the ad recall lift where you can add that to a custom audience, which will be, I think will be a game changer, but for those that listen, I don't know what that is, 24 hours after they saw your ad, they will ask them, hey, do you remember seeing this ad? Yeah, right, boom, and when they click the yes, that shows your ad recall lift. And you can get 20% ad recall lift, you know, right, where you're spending like eight cents to people that click that, they remember seeing your shit, yeah. you know. Um, but, but Another thing to think about too, Josh, is that um, like these social media sites are very, very powerful, and just like Josh said, they change all the time, right? So you've gotta make sure that you're, you're studying it enough to know when they make the change, how to be able to overcome it. So for example, because of all of the um, 
the, uh, you know, they're worried about the, you know, sex and gender and all these kind of age discrimination, right? So they're taking away a lot of those, those features. So come January, they're also taking away the ability to be able to ping on a map. So that's what's so powerful right now. However, if you're able to take your email list or you're able to go to a company like Cole Realty Resource where you can take, you can download email addresses and phone numbers from a specific location, right? Very geo-targeted. Then you can take that, those email addresses, upload them into Facebook, create your custom audience, and then create lookalike audiences based upon that. So you're knowing that you're reaching people that are more, more hyper-local. Hyper That's a really good thing when I'm talking about, about making sure you're educating yourself and knowing what's happening. So we know what Facebook's going to be doing in January. They've told us, right? They've, they've put their bylaws out and said what they're doing. So now it's a matter of making sure that we're protecting ourselves so when that change happens, that we've already been able to combat it. Does that make sense? Yep. Another reason why it's so important to make sure you're educating yourself about what you're doing. Yeah, and, and you know, I mean, this stuff is so powerful. It's, it's and, and this isn't just about social media. It's any type of, of let's just say, lead gen or funnel that you're going to follow is, all right, Facebook is a medium. Open houses is a medium. I mean, those are all tactics, right? Um, tactics will never create success unless they're backed by strategy. Yeah, I see so many people all go throughout there and, and dump in a, a Facebook ad, but they don't know who their ideal client is. They don't know who the customer is. They don't know the pain and pleasure. They don't know how to target. They don't know how to move in and out of audiences. So no wonder this shit doesn't work for them, right? So, exactly. you know, and, and, and here's what I love about it is, yeah, you know, like we can go out there and spend all this time um, uh, trying to learn this stuff ourselves, right? But the ultimate hack and what I've, like the only thing I've ever gotten right in my whole entire career of, of, of real estate is... Um, look, I just go to the person that's crushing it. Like let them, like, for example, like I'll let you spend all the damn time figuring this stuff out. Right. Then I'll just jump in your course and learn it and not, you know, right. And then I can just execute. Right. So you know, people sometimes be like, do like, how, how did you, you know, create that new business and, and you're doing, you know, seven figures in the first 12 months, this new business. I'm like, dude, I don't fucking waste time. I, I identify who is the best mofo, you know, at that strategy. Um, I find out what they're doing and I just copy it step by step and it's the ultimate hack. So, you know, with that being said, because I mean, we're both such believers in coaching and, and learning great strategy, especially from the doers. Because what I love about this too is not only are you a coach, this is also stuff that you are doing. You, like you have your own sandbox and I, I no longer, I know there, there's always exceptions to the rules, but I no longer am willing to take a risk. And I just kind of have this code where anybody that hasn't done or isn't still in the trenches and creating the results that I want to create, like I choose to not learn from them. And that's, there, there's so very few of coaches like you in our, our, our space that, you know, right. Um, like maybe they use Facebook ads three years ago to build their business and then now they create an agency and, you know, but they're detached from their own business. So like you're proving this stuff in your business first. Absolutely. Really? We, so we test everything first. Well, and not, not everything. Some of it will, will pull out at the same time with our students, but we, we, I mean, I've been doing Facebook ads for years, right? And so we know what's working and what's not working and we, we don't teach what's not working. And we also are really on top of the changes. I mean, we are, we're, we're, I mean, honestly, we're experts at it. We've tried to hire other people to run our ads for us. They just don't do as well of a job because they don't know the psychology of a buyer or seller. They don't know that there's, it's so different than, and that's why you come to strategy, right? 
anybody can tell they'll run your ads for you, but they don't understand that you're not, most businesses are looking for the client right now, whereas we know that our, our ideal buyer and seller is gonna be three, six, 12 months out. So it's a totally different strategy than just working with somebody, and that's why most people, they, they fail. And they don't have very good lead nurture systems, and if you're utilizing Facebook and social media correctly, you're inadvertently prospecting because the buyer and seller, ideal client, when you're lead nurturing, you're like you're lead nurturing them all the time because they continue to see you over and over and over again. So that way, when they are ready, they're like, "Oh my God, I've been seeing you forever. Oh, let's call her." You know, she's the person that's the expert. But yeah, we we are we're masters at it. We've been doing it really really well. It's the same strategy that we've done to, you know, pull over 500 clients into our coaching program um, in the past. Uh, I'll say 18 months, but really it's been almost the past just 12 because we, we sucked really bad get, at first. We were like that bleeding heart, you know. <laughs> well, it, it is crazy, I'll tell you. Uh, and this is where people have to be careful with. You, know, you jump on and let's just say you're going to go learn Facebook ads from, you know, I mean, whoever the, you know, shit is and, you know, that you see. Yeah. The, you know, There's some gurus out there that are like, Whoever the fuck it is, right? Um, well, here's the difference though, right, is what creates success in my e-commerce business right? I have a supplement company e-commerce is massively different than my, my coaching program, which is massively different than my real estate program or like my, my actual real estate business, you know, right? Like lead ads, um, as far as when we're ready to ask for opt-ins, like lead ads crush it, right? Um, where lead ads, yeah, e-commerce. <laughs> you know, so it also is just cause this person is a player and they're known, you know, like, I don't know, maybe you're taking a Frank Kern course, Right. Well, dude, like if he hasn't crushed it in your niche, you know, I mean, I've wasted so much money by that of hiring, you know, oh, well, this person's Ryan Dice's Facebook guy. I'm going to hire him and they, they fucking suck. You're right. It wasn't that they suck. They're brilliant at, at Ryan Dice's digital marketing platform, but they don't know, you know, real estate. So I've sound like, found like you got to be really careful with that. You got to make it. Oh my God. We, we've, you know, I'm like you, I follow other people and we, there's so many people that are like, Oh, they're the, they're the real estate Facebook guru. And we're, we're like, they're teaching it wrong. I mean, they're teaching it wrong and they're still so like under advanced. It's, it's really kind of scary because they're taking a lot of people's money and not really getting, getting results. So you absolutely do need to be careful. I mean, look at reviews, look online, see how people are doing. Um, and, and of course, you know, everyone's going to have haters, but if the overall is good, uh, like we have people that are in our program that basically say like, Oh my God, I feel like I'm learning all over again. Like they're, they're really learning digital marketing, right? We're teaching them how to market in the 21st century. So we have agents that have been in the business for 15 years and they're like, Holy crap. I did not, I did not know what I didn't know. Like they have no idea. So like for me, I, I mean, I, I was, I've got coached before for real estate coaches way back when, but I'm always in coaching, but it's not real estate coaches because I've, I've mastered real estate, right? I'm getting coached by Leader, leadership coaching and um, digital marketing strategists, right? Those are the people that I that I'm hiring. So they're they're different, and those are the strategies that we that we teach. Like I just just paid a thirty four thousand dollars to a company that is going to be helping me with my Google uh, SEO, um, and I'm going to learn from them, and then do it on our own, and we'll start incorporating that into our training. So we're always getting like. Pulling out our checkbook, right? We're always paying to learn because I know that if I pay money, I'll get there faster. I want to learn from someone that's that's done it, made mistakes, and I want to take the fast track. So I am very much willing to spend the money to make the money, right? So I always tell my students, I eat my own dog food. I tell you that you need coaching, you need you need help, you need mentoring because an idea is great, learning is great, but if you don't have the, you need help, you need coaching, you need, you need to learn how to get there, you need questions answered, right? 
And I know I always have too. So the reason I've always been able to do well is because I absolutely invest in my business. I invest in myself. I spend money to make more money. Right? I spend money to lose it too. But the ultimate goal is to spend it to make it. But you have to. It's impossible to, everyone, they, they want, I want the skill to make the money, but they're not willing to pay for it. Like real estate agents don't understand it. They're entrepreneurs. They're business owners. They have to spend money. Like if you, if you go and get this, uh, uh, like I know a guy that spent like $275,000 on a coffee cart, like portable coffee cart thing. That's to make like $5 a cup of coffee, right? And that's a huge investment. But real estate agents don't want to invest in their own business to make $3,000, $20,000, $50,000, $30,000 in commission, right? You know, what's the average commission? Six grand across the country probably? Yeah. But they don't want to, you know, they want, they want to make all this money, but they don't want to invest in the skills to actually help them make more money. It, it, it baffles me. Yeah. Now, I, I've uh, just kind of always followed with for self-development, you know, Jim Rohn's philosophies of, 10% of your gross revenue of your business is allocated to self-development. And as you grow and expand, I guess harder to invest yourself, but now you can invest that in your people and, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, last I, I year I spent, do that. I absolutely do 10%. Absolutely. I mean, it's... And, and again, it gets, you know, like last year I spent over just over a quarter million in, in, in coaching and consulting, but all of that... Maybe half that was me, but then it's investing now in my leadership team and, and others. And then, you know, I, I recently heard um, that in addition to that, so it's 10% of your self-development, learning the strategies, whatever, and then 10% of your, of your budget um, or at least your marketing budget for just testing. Like, it's just like, hey, like this is just waste money, you know, or, or whatever, just to test yeah, right. Um, uh, with that, I mean, do you have, because a lot of this is testing and tweaking. Oh, yeah. We, we, we test everything. It's a matter of, you know, um, running the same ad, changing, you know, changing out the picture, changing out a word. But you got to be careful you're testing because most people will test and they'll just go, oh, I'm going to change everything. You got to just change one thing, tweak one thing. It might be the color of the font. It might be, you know, a word in, in, in there. It might be the picture. You don't change the color of the font, the wording, and the picture. That's not testing. Testing is, let me change one thing and tweak one thing until it starts to work right. And then it will work right for a while and then it will stop. So you've got to then tweak it again. We're, we're, we have like right now I've got, you know, I can't even tell you how many ads I have for the coaching business, but I, ha I have 10 ads right now for my real estate business, just video ads and me going out, right? Right now. Um, I get this question asked a lot is how much money do you spend on Facebook marketing, right? And so what I do is every single property that I have, we list a minimum of $200 ad spend on, for every property that we list. But in addition to that, for every video that we do, community video, niche video, or like market update real estate video, we have a marketing budget behind that. Usually it's around $200, um, but we try to do, the goal is to do like three, three videos a week. Like to really, really be successful, I believe you should do a minimum of two niche videos per month. Okay, niche videos, niche videos, and niching on anything is the best way for you to make more money because you'll show up in uh, in Google and people do searches. And um, so, don't feel like if you niche that you're going to lose money. You'll just make more in that niche, but people will still call you for everything else. Then do one real estate related video, one community video, like a week. If you can do that a week, you're crushing it, right? But if not, you want to at least be getting you know four or five, six videos out there a month. Maybe two niche, two community. To real estate. If you did that, like just six a month, you would you'd crush it. In time, it takes time, right? Like by month four or five of consistently doing that, you will absolutely start to see. Oh my god, I see you everywhere. I see you everywhere. And then you kind of start to get this little uh, celebrity type status going on because people kind of they feel like you. It's weird, but it happens, you know. And um, we see that happening with. 
all type of markets, whether you're brand new agent, medium-sized agent, uh, an agent with tons of experience, this will work for you. If, if you're somebody who lives in a small town, it works. Somebody who lives in a big town, it works. It's just a matter of, you know, utilizing the strategy properly. Yeah, love it. Do you have a, a like a recommended scale strategy of, I know it's different also based on the level that, like with me being out of production, having the staff that I do, and then paying an ISA, paying the agent, you know, it's like, you know, I'm lucky to get a, a you know, 25, 30%, you know, profit margin, um, um, you know, leads that I'm even providing, if that, you know, right? Um, so, like, I'll do, you know, our, our kind of scale spend is um, we do an average spend of $100 as far as scaling up per appointment set. So, 10 appointments set, a G, right? Um, you know, because we're at 4.7 appointments set per closing. Now, my average commission after all said and done, paying ISA, paying the other agent, whatever, is like 1800 bucks, right? So, it ends up spending, it's like $242 to make 1800 you know, right? So, we're at 47 leads, uh, uh, you know, to one closing. But do you have any kind of like a recommended, you know, because you talked about the front end of getting the name out there, but then like, hey, start with this budget, stick with it until, like don't touch it until you start seeing the X return and then there to scale. So how much money do you want to make, right? How many clients do you want to work with? It's kind of like what Russell Brunson says, if you put a dollar in and get $4 out, you want to put in a lot more dollars, right? So as you start to see your business improve and you're, you're, you're and you will see it, you know, within a couple months, then it's like, okay, oh my God, I'm seeing this difference. So let me just continue to put more in. The more you put in, the more reach you're going to have, the more people are going to see you. So and I don't have like a number to scale, I'll tell you, but we just have a certain, how much we're spending per video. And there are certain ads that you don't want to stop running. Like you should be having a, not, I wouldn't use this verbiage anymore because it's played out, but like a, what's my home worth at, right? It doesn't stop running. You should be having, you know, a, a virtual seller seminar running all the time, right? You should be having a buyer phone running. Those kind of, of ads and videos, you want to continue to run, but as they start to kind of get old, just change the, the picture, change the first 15 seconds of the video to grab someone's attention, and then the rest of it goes well. You could even do like one video and, um, and just change the first 10 seconds so that you're reaching different audiences, right? Somebody goes, oh, that's me, right? You know, are you a first-time buyer thinking about buying? Boom, right? Are you ready to, downs you ready to downsize? You need to buy your downsizing. Change the first 15 seconds of the video to be reaching somebody else's, uh, you know, attention, and then keep the rest of the video playing. That's a great strategy to use with all of your ads that you're running. Yep, love it. So then, um, shit, I had a question and I just lost it. So um, it'll come back though. Uh, Do people yeah, really we watch? Geek all out, we could geek out about this all day long, right? Like, like yeah. you know, this is this is such a passion and an obsession for both of us. But um, you know, with all of this where where with your coaching program like where's the best place to go to learn more about it and i don't know if you still offer it or not but um a couple months ago i jumped on one of your uh uh is a, a, a in-depth free training webinar that was epic about this i also downloaded your book like i said i've, I've been stalking you for a long time now um um you know so there's a lot of free resources that people can start with if you know they're maybe not a point to, to start or afford coaching yet at this point um uh, with that but can you just fill us in on, on best places to go where to go what what all that looks yeah like? so what i'll do is i'll offer um a free copy of if if so i can give a code if you can put it on the podcast yeah. and download a free copy of the book with that being said just know that i will get your email address and then i will stalk you so <laughs> you'll you'll start to see my ads pop up on there, but you can get a free copy of my book, Sell 100 Homes a Year. We also just launched this new book, Three Clients in 30 Days, 
where I interviewed uh, 23 top producing agents in the top 5% to 1% in the nation, what their skills and strategies are. So if they knew nothing and had to start from scratch, what would they do to get three clients in 30 days? But this one I would say is better to sell 100 homes a year, how we use engagement marketing technology and lead gen to sell 100 plus homes a year every year. But what I'll do is you can go to kristamasher.com and you can get information about me there. So uh, kristamasher.com and then I will give you, Josh, a texting code where people can text to get a free copy of my book that you can okay. put on the, in the notes section. If people really watch this, listen this long, this is long. <laughs> yeah, you'd be, you'd be amazed, man. Our, our average podcast, so I know this might be going a little, I don't, I'm being cognizant of the time, but yeah, our average podcast is like 115 minutes. Wow, gotcha. Yeah, right? Um, you know, but, uh, you know, I think the difference is too is like we really vet who comes on, right? Like we don't allow charlatans and then, you know, we don't run ads. Like we just deep into the content and there's so much value. Um, uh, but yeah, like 140,000 downloads a month just from these podcasts, you know, right? That's so, awesome. Good for you. I'm proud of you. Yeah, no, it's been it's been awesome, man. Um, all right. So, um, uh, all right. So we've got the, we've got the website. Click the, the opt-in with that, um, which we'll have – all that. If you're watching on YouTube, it'll be below. Um, if you're on uh, uh, iTunes or Stitcher, we'll make sure it's all in the comments there. Where, wherever you're at, or if you're on the website, there'll be a button right below to click and check that out. And then as far as, oh, here, one important thing, because I love that you said, okay, hey, I'm going to follow up and stalk you, right? One thing I found with real estate agents, which, which is kind of comical and it's kind of ironic is, uh, uh, I always thought like you get, we get resistance with buyers and sellers, you get way more resistance with real estate agents. Oh, right? yeah. So pissy if they get an email a day or, or, or whatever. And, and you know, like they are more sensitive about getting sold to than anybody else I've ever dealt with. You know, right. Um, but I always tell people like, you gotta want to be an observant consumer machine, right? Like observe your own behaviors and start studying. So like when I'm off into your list, yeah. Right. Like it's, yeah, I'm going to maybe read the content and if you want to take your program, but even if not, man, like I'm in everybody's list. You know, every top agent, every, like I go in there, man, I study, I save their emails. Like if it, you know, right, I just study. So when you're seeing those emails, don't get pissy, you know, right, uh, uh, or opt out, like study them, be a student. Well, it's funny because I've had some students say, I, you were stalking me so well, it made me realize that I, I, I want you to teach me how to do that, right? And teaching it on a local level is so much easier than doing it on a national level, right? I mean, I mean if we can do it nationally, if I can, you know, show up on someone's page that's in Alaska, imagine teaching someone to do it locally. Super, totally different, easier, more affordable, everything. Um, it's a, but yeah, you're right. But the reason why you're so successful, Josh, is because you're willing to do that. You're willing to study people. You're willing to, you know, like, like you've brought that up so many times, right? And that's, that's exactly why you do so well. Yeah, R&D, rip off and duplicate, man. You know, right? So <laughs> I'm not smart enough to, to figuring this stuff out. I'm just smart enough to find people and steal their shit. I'm a good pirate. <laughs> um, uh, all right, so one last question before we wrap up here. Um, knowing everything that you know now uh, throughout this your 17-year-long career, Krista today could go back and have a conversation with Krista 17 years ago when you first started out, and you could give yourself one or two pieces of advice. Uh, knowing everything you know now, what would that conversation look like and those pieces of advice be? It would be to start utilizing video as, social, uh, as soon as possible, and adapt to technology. Like, don't don't let your fear hold you back. Like, let me give you a good example. I've been using video for like probably five years, four or five years, and I wanted to start um, coaching four or five years ago. I went to a classes. I was going to coach, and I was going to teach agents how to utilize video. Right? Had I not let my fear or trying to be perfect or whatever else 
four or five years ago, I would have started doing this, the coaching four or five years ago, I would be eons ahead of where I'm at right now because now more people are talking about it. And it's like back then I was like blue ocean, man. No one was doing it, but I, I, I waited. And so don't wait. Like you want to have leverage for you to be able to succeed. You've got to have leverage before somebody else is. So the best time to be starting this is when no one else is doing it in your area. No one else is utilizing drone photography. No one else is doing video home tours. No one else is doing videos about their city or about you know buying and selling. That's when you want to jump in there and go, oh man, I'm attacking because at first people will be like, who the hell is this person? What are they doing? Blah, blah, blah. But then they're going to be like, who is this person? Oh my God. Like they're crushing it. And so you want to be there first. So don't let your fear hold you back. Be willing to invest in yourself. Be willing to, because you have to, you know, there, there's a, such a cost associated with lack of knowledge and of being, you know, being second. I do this thing with my students where I say, you need to learn to love, love taking money. Like for me, I, I don't, I'm not afraid to sell to people because I know that when I'm selling to them, I'm helping them, right? I almost feel like I'm doing a disservice if I'm not selling because I know that if they actually do what I train them, they're consistent about it, which is the biggest thing, and they don't give up before they see the results, I know I can help get them results. So I love taking people's money. So I do this thing where I'm like, okay, you love money, right? You love money. So I'll sit there in front of five people and go, do you love money? And I, here I am, I'm holding a hundred dollar bill. Like, I love money. And it takes them like freaking forever to realize they take it. So the first person gets a hundred dollars, then I do it again, and it's <laughs> with twenty dollars, right? And I still, and it still takes them a little bit of time. Then they realize, oh, the next person gets ten, then five, then one. Well, the person that that acted first got $100, the second person got $20, right? So that they got five times as less. That means the first person got five times, five times the amount of money and to be able to take that to the next level. Then we went from $20 to $10, right? They got, does that make sense? So, or, or 20 times more. My point is, is like, don't be afraid to act. You've got to act. Like people that are fearful are stuck because they're still in their comfort zone. They're not, they're not making, they know they need to, but they're scared, right? They're afraid of whatever. And I've made a plenty of screwed up decisions. I've made plenty of bad investments and I've made some amazing ones like hiring, you know, Russell Brunson, like clip funnels. I mean, it was, it was awesome to do that. Um, and it was a huge investment, right? 25 grand each time. So I've, you know, I've <laughs> paid him a lot of money, but, uh, it's worth it because now I've been able to, to achieve what I couldn't have without him. But I wish I would have started when I first thought of it, right? I wish I would have started when I went to those trainings and learned. I waited like two and a half years. And in that two and a half years, I lost tons of leverage because now there's more people in my space. Like I should have been like you, Josh, five years ago doing it. <laughs> now, you know, I, I, you know, it used to be like when you and I first got started in this game I and mean, really up in just the last couple of years, you know, it was like, look, man, if you were a, a, a great real estate agent, worked your ass off and you also were a great entrepreneur, treat your business as a business, you'd go out there and be a mega producer. You know, uh, my belief system is today, that's just the ante. We haven't seen that lag measure yet, but it's coming very soon where that, that is just the new ante to scrape by. Yeah, right. In addition to that, if you want to be a top producer, it's like you got to master systems, processes, automation, and technology. When I say technology, it's not about, you don't need to know how to code, but you need to know how to utilize technology inside your business. Um, and then from there, everybody better get damn good of, uh, at digital marketing and, and as you talked about, like becoming your own influencer for, for marketing, you know, right? Um, and there's billions and billions and billions being thrown out in other industries and, you know, it's the key to it. And, and, yeah, would you would you agree with that of of yes that being the combination now today of of the mega, new mega producer? 
Absolutely. You have, you, it's essential. Like you can't, if you want to become recession proof, discount broker proof, you know, Zillow proof, Redfin proof, you've got to, you've got to dominate. You have to have a value add. You have to be doing what everyone else isn't willing to do. It isn't a matter anymore of, Oh, I think I should you. It's essential. It's essential. You have to, or, or you will become existent, right? You're going to, you're going to become like, what's the statistic? How often do agents leave? It's, it's, that's not good, <laughs> but you're just going to be getting even harder. I think as time goes on. Yep. Love it. Couldn't agree more. And, and you guys that are watching and listening, um, I highly recommend to uh, click the below link. Go, tech, go check out Chris's website as well as highly consider jumping into her program. She's the only one that I'm aware of in this space, um, in the real estate niche industry that is, has this type of high level training. But just like her and I just talked about, if we don't adopt this skill sets now, like you're not going to make it. You're just going to, you're just going to survive and, and you're not going to be able to thrive. So this is more important than ever. Um, and as I always say, when I end every single podcast, you guys, information without implementation is truly the start of delusion. Information isn't power. It's taking action on the information that you learn, taking massive action on it. That allows you to have the power in your world to create the life that you know, you truly want and deserve. And Chris has shared so many amazing pieces of advice with you today. Don't waste it and not take action. Make sure you execute on something that you learned today and go out there and again, create the life and business that you want. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Krista, um, I know we went long here. I know your time's so valuable. It's such an honor to have you on and, and this has been an amazing time. So I truly appreciate you and, and all the amazing uh, impact that you're having on this industry. Oh, I really appreciate you having me on. It was awesome. I'm just, I'm so happy to see how successful you are. You're crushing it. Good job. You as well. Hey, all right, guys. We'll see you next time. Peace. Bye. Do you ever wish there was an easier way to get more clients? Well, guess what? There is. And I'd love to give you my free, simple, easy to follow process for getting more leads and actually turning them into clients without the crazy hustle. If you're serious about making more money this year, enroll in my 100% free training course, The Ultimate Lead Gen and Conversion Playbook. Visit theultimateleadgenplaybook.com. One more time, visit the ultimateleadgenplaybook.com to enroll now. Be sure to join us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes and be sure to check out kristamayshore.com slash podcast for free downloads and resources. Can't wait to see you next time.